Dionisio at the plate, he's over for 2 today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's... Oh, it's raining now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the show where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And I'm Jack Swakowski. Um, the lockout is over, folks. Baseball is back. Um, and uh, we're here to bring you um, a, a little bit of news about the uh, the resolution to that um, and to talk about some other stuff. Um, the... Th- theme for this week's episode is villains versus uh well villains and victims i guess um and uh, it was a it was an idea that we came up with uh before the the lockout was uh resolved um but uh there are still some villains that came out of this um this uh, negotiation period so i'm um, i'm sure you know they'll be mentioned uh with this topic but this is episode number 154 so let's get to that first jack who's your 154 guy uh yeah you know i picked uh jeff king who uh i picked finished jeff, his i picked jeff king pick, too yeah all right cool nice we we that this doesn't happen much so uh you know let's <laughs> embrace it um yeah so jeff king finished with 154 home runs in his career uh i uh i always liked him as a as a player um when i was a kid uh he was he was kind of good right when i started watching baseball so i was i was aware of him um, former number one overall pick in the 1986 MLB June drafts. It's a year I was born, 86. He was the mm-hmm. first pick that year out of the University of Arkansas, so he was a Razorback. Um, yeah, and he, uh, he had a couple, couple good years in 96 and 97, one for the Pirates, one for the Royals. Uh, hit about 30 home runs, drove in over 100 runs uh, in both of those seasons. Uh, and in 1993, he uh, hit 295 and drove in 98 runs, although he only had nine home runs, which is that's odd. Whenever a guy has almost 100 RBIs, but his home run total is that low, mm-hmm. um, that's uh, that's pretty strange. I'm actually taking a look at that Pirates team right now just to wonder what the what the hell how he could have possibly done that. Okay, yeah, they had a couple 300 hitters: Andy Van Slyke, Orlando Merced, Jay Bell, um, mm-hmm. and Don Slott all hit over 300 for that that Pirates team. So they probably just had a lot of guys getting on base. Anyway, yeah, I always liked uh, like Jeff King, so I figured I'd pick him. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, I picked him too because um, he's just like is a Cub killer. Like he was a Cub killer um, from from as far as I can remember. Um, and I'm trying to find. I, I feel like uh, MLB or Baseball Reference might have redone their um, their page a little bit because like the splits are kind of buried now. I feel mm-hmm. so. I'm trying to like I'm trying to find his like oppo- oppositional splits, but um, damn, I think they changed. Uh, I think they changed their splits. Oh no way! Did they finally do this? Did they finally put some stuff behind the paywall? Uh, oh yeah! So I wanted to mention this on a uh, on a previous uh, broadcast for us. Uh, I was trying to look up Ray King's stats against Barry Bonds because I had brought up Ray King a little while ago, and they put that behind a paywall because uh, oh, I had heard God. that Ray King kind of always owned Barry Bonds, but I wanted to confirm it. Um, yeah, sure enough, that that was behind a paywall. So uh, I'm guessing they are starting to put some things behind there. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, is, is is guys' stats versus certain teams? Is that is that behind a paywall yeah, now? Yeah, there's splits. Like, yeah, it's um, subscribe to Stathead Baseball for full results, mm-hmm. eight bucks a month. Jack, so we you could go back to a, a previous episode where we said we would pay for this kind of content. 
so I don't know if this, I don't know if I should be upset that it's behind a paywall or maybe like promise is like, like, in, like, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, encouraged by the fact that maybe they listened to us and still and took our advice here. I don't know. Well, they, they are literally going to make us put our money where our mouth is um, yeah. in Damn this. It. So I, my, my question would be, you know, could we go halves on it, but then we can both use the account? Right. Or are they like super, super strict about that? I bet we probably could figure something out there, but uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Maybe we shouldn't talk about that on the air. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, but uh, yeah, so I don't know, man. Well, anyway, I. I did look it up at some point, and I think it was it was confirmed that he was like, he was a bit of a cub killer. But I just remember uh-huh. like Jeff King from those early '90s, uh, you know, Pirates, and just being a son of a bitch whenever he played the Cubs. Um, so yeah, but uh, and it's funny because at the time I had no idea that he was a pedigreed guy, like a first overall pick, um, sure, all this stuff. And I mean, I feel like. Um, yeah, I don't know. It took him a while. I feel like it took him a while for a first overall pick to kind of really kind of get going. And I feel like he, he kind of hit his, yeah, he, I mean, he, I feel like he hit his stride like after, like at the tail end of his pirate career. So I don't know. I wonder if like Pirates fans were like kind of like largely like viewed him as a bust. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I also see that he was drafted by the Cubs originally. Although, like there's no reason for him to have taken it out on the Cubs because of that. But uh yeah, who knows? Um, he's also a Midwestern guy too. So, yeah, it's one of those it, things where like, this is a guy who I just I knew I had an idea of as a kid, and then I kind of like looked more about him, looked up more about him like as an adult, um, and uh, just got the full picture. But yeah, yeah, I feel like he he had some some uh, he made the Cubs pay a lot of times in games. He had a good mustache too. Yeah, I guess. Um, was that more on his uh, twins career? No, I guess I kind of remember him having a mustache. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm seeing pictures of him here because I always remembered him with a mustache, and I'm seeing pictures of him both with uh, the Pirates and with the Royals, and and he had a mustache both yeah. times. So, uh, you know, he must he must have rocked it with both teams. Yeah, that's probably around the time when he started being being good. So, yes. Um, nice. Well, I'm glad we were on the same page about that one. So that's that's pretty that's pretty good for 154. Yeah, that's good. I, I did a quick search to see like if there's anyone else I would have wanted to talk about. Like Carlos Quinton is on there. Ryan Ludwig is on there. Which like Ryan Ludwig seems like. So here's the thing. Like Jeff King seems like. I never thought. I I'm surprised he had 154 homers because I didn't think he was just that good. Um, mm-hmm. And Ryan Ludwig, I feel like. I just didn't think he played long enough to hit that many homers, but um, he he was around for twelve years apparently. So um, yeah, uh, I, I remember Ryan Ludwig was one of those guys. He uh, I think he batted lefty, but he threw uh, he, he he batted righty, but he threw lefty. Mm. If I'm not mistaken, that's and that that is, that's an odd combo. Yep, yep, bats right, throws left. Uh, you don't you don't see that much. No, um, yeah, I guess not. Uh, that was I I was that was something that kind of floated around in my head uh, a little bit as a as a righty or as a lefty, but, um, yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, yeah. Whenever you see a catcher that bats lefty is always a weird thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, so I don't know, but I got nothing really more to say about him that I just think of Ryan Ludwig as a a Cardinal that I disliked because he was (laughs) good. Um, I thought he played for the Pi- uh, for the Padres longer than he did. He only played two years on the Padres, but um, yeah, but uh, yeah, we no no need to belabor it. Uh, you know, I think uh, we were both on the Jeff King 
bandwagon for today. Yeah, go off, King, as they say now. Um, also, wow, I just looking up Brian Ludwig. Thirty-seven home runs and one hundred thirteen RBIs, two ninety-nine average in two thousand eight. So with, I had no idea he ever reached those heights. With anyway, the Cardinals. Uh, with the Cardinals, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so, Jeremy, do you want to do your break now? Well, so well, yeah, yeah. Let's let's do that. So, um, uh, you know. Baseball is back, um, and we'll talk about it. I'm sure people. I'm sure people who've been clamoring for baseball have, you know, done their research over the last couple of days. But uh, I was uh, before the, the the recording here today, Jack. I ran out and um, I picked up some packs of uh, Topps Heritage, which just came out. Mm-hmm. So I know Topps Series One just came out. Here's this is the whole joke about baseball is that there used to just be one series of cards. Like Topps would just make their cards for the year, and then Donruss would make them, Fleer would make them. Now Topps has a monopoly and they make like 20 different lines of cards every year. So it's like, it's, it's, you call it a scam, but you have to find like your ones that you like. And so obviously the the series one, series two, an update that's called the flagship. That's like the, the one that's been going since the fifties. Um, heritage, we've talked about it before, but it's a cool one because they go back and they redo a year from the past. Um, and they're like, you know they they go in sequential order and so this year um they're doing 1973 last year they did 74 and so 73 is the design with uh it's a white border um people i think people like this design it's pretty clear pretty clean um it's got the name on the lower uh, left corner and then in the lower right corner they have like the silhouette of the guy um based on what position they are so i'm showing jack right now a byron buxton card and there's a silhouette of a guy you know an outfielder going back to catch a fly ball so it's a pretty clean look and uh so yeah i have uh i bought some packs and i i got some packs here on me so i figured we could do a live opening uh on on air even though (laughs) this is a podcast um so we got uh here i'll let you pick jack so we got uh they have four different packs uh rappers Mm -hmm. so there's a, a salvador perez rapper there's a bryce harper rapper there's a Otani, and uh, you know which one I want to open. And then there's uh, a Devers and Bogarts wrapper. What, what... Okay, yeah, I was going to say, since, you know, we might as well do the Otani one. If you can bear to, like, throw that uh, <laughs> that wrapper away, which I don't think you can. Um, I, you do, know. I do try to keep one of each just for posterity's sake. Jack, I'm looking at this one, and there's a little dot on the back of it. I don't know if you can see that. So I wonder if that, yeah, means, I that, see that. I wonder if that means that there's, like, something special in this one. Uh, I think okay. people have been trying to figure out if packs with a hit have been marked but here those, we go. those are cool packs by the way too you know they're uh they're not like uh, glossy they look like paper almost is that what they feel like yeah they're like a matte finish um yeah wrapper um they're old they're old school kind of you know that's like the old school wrapper you'd get they even like make the boxes look like the box from that year it's like really it's really nerdy like so if you're really geeky and into baseball cards like it it, it works which i would say 98 percent of baseball card collectors are okay so here we go so i got um miguel rojas right there yeah okay yeah look at that all right i went uh, nice miguel rojas good fielder can't right. can't uh can't retire off of that one but um no this one's for jack right here we got corbin oh, nice burns. corbin oh corbin burns look at that yeah um uh he looks like uh, I don't know. Um, well, let, let Miguel Rojas, first of all, he's probably sad Derek Jeter's gone um, <laughs> yeah. from the Marlins. Uh, yeah, Burns, that's a nice, you know, nice smile there. The nice anti-vax uh, smile. <laughs> he looks like he's like, yeah, that's. I think that's what he's saying and, and thinking in his mind. He's like, 
all those suckers got the 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 jab so i didn't have to right right um oh look at this to follow up to just squash the um the brewers uh oh yeah card. will smith the, the, <laughs> he who struck out uh christian yelich yeah. all right yeah former it's a nice brewer picture of him too yeah there you go um, yep former brewer will smith oh this is a nice one right here um we got the man right there. Oh, Ronald Acuna Jr. Okay, yeah, that's a that's a good action shot of him too, running the bases. And so this is one thing about Heritage is that in the past, they they duplicate old cards so well that, um, you know, in the past they were always portrait cards. And so mm -hmm. right around 72, 73, Topps started actually using action photos to be their, like, the main photo. So now... Yeah. They they're they're starting to do like uh, action like as just regular base cards. So there's an Acuna cool. base card. This is a funny one. Um, this is a World Series highlight card or a postseason highlight card. Um, Cody Bellinger Bellinger's blast ties it in eighth. Mm, okay, um, yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is look from, at that. Uh, one of the uh, NLCS games. Um, so it's funny they have, they have this card because the Dodgers obviously lost the NLCS. So. Right. And uh, Ballinger's just looking for someone to dislocate his shoulder again in that picture. Right, yeah. Kike Hernandez isn't on the team anymore. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Max Kepler, all right, Germany's mm, own Max okay. Kepler. Okay, yeah, Max Kepler. There we go. We saw him did, We saw him hit, like, two home runs in a game, didn't we? Uh, I, Yeah, uh, Yeah. I think, yeah. Against the yeah, Cubs, that was actually. Like that yeah, that September game. I think he might have gone deep twice. Yeah. Um, Yadi Molina. Uh, yeah, okay, there you go. Um, I guess let's bring him back for another year. Why not? <laughs> yeah, the catcher, the catcher silhouette is kind of cool. Yeah, it is cool, right? Um, this is an all timer. This is uh, this is why you you get into card collecting right here. Oh, Matt Duffy! Wow, Matt the Duffy. Duff man, <laughs> Duff man on the Cubs in the Cubs uniform. This will be be his only Cubs card ever. So there's documentation yep. now that he was officially a Cub. Um, there you go. And that I saw him standing on the street corner at 2 a.m. Uh, after the Cubs bus came in and I followed it. Um, nice. And then finally to close out the pack. So nothing special in this one. Luis Gill, uh, rookie for the Yankees, who I think could be yeah. good. Never heard of him. Okay. Yeah, he he um, he pitched in six games, uh, had a 307 ERA, um, struck out 38 over 29 in a third inning. So uh, look for him next year. I think he's on my radar. Um, but uh, there you go. So that's a little live pack opening. And uh, Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I got you should a you more. should save the other ones for or for for other weeks. I, you're not gonna be able to wait that no, long, no, but no. you should get get another one sometime. I'll, I'll buy some. It's a good excuse to buy more, so I'll do that. <laughs> right, right. There um, you go. Anyway, all right. So let's. Uh, we got that out of the way, and uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll post. I, I have you know we haven't been posting much uh, on Instagram, and maybe I'll post the damn pictures of these cards just so our poor just, listeners just post the Matt just post the Matt Duffy one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, just so our poor listeners have some kind of thing to follow along with visually. Um, anyway, all right. So yeah, the lockout um, is over, and um, you know, a lot of things got um, adjudicated in it. Um, a couple things got pushed down the road. Like late, you know, one of the frustrating things about it was that after they missed that first deadline, I feel like then just a flurry of all these different things started popping up about like, um, you know, like let's add this, let's add that. Like what about this? Like. Um, I know, like, very late, the international draft um, came into discussion. And that one, they they luckily were just like, let's 
agree to talk about it. Like, let's agree to decide on it later on. Like, let's not hold up the goddamn season because of the international draft. Um, so that is going to be, like, decided by, like, they gave a deadline of, like, July or something, I think, to figure that one out. Um, a lot of, like, the CBT, which is a co- competitive balance tax, which is essentially the... I don't know when they started calling it that. I thought it always it was always called the luxury tax, but I guess that's like an same. I thought maybe the luxury tax is like an uh, informal term for it. I don't know, um, but they did a lot of talking about that about to raise money, uh, to raise the thresholds, um, to like lower the penalties or to add like a different uh, tier for penalties. So they, you know, that's a lot of money talk. So we, you know, we don't have to dig into that. But um, there's a little the the long and short of it is that they gave a little more space. Uh, for teams to work with so they raised it a little bit so teams can spend theoretically a little more um to build their 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 rosters uh they raised the minimum uh player salary um so that's you know that's good uh they created this 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 is like brand new created i believe right jack the pre-arb bonus pool i think that's like brand yeah new. that's brand new yeah so um players who are pre-arb uh, arbitration um they have there's going to be this pool of money that will be distributed to them based on certain achievements i think right jack like it's is this the one where it's like if they finish in the top of rookie of the year voting or in war they get like a, a bonus basically yeah I, th- I think i think they're going to base it on war um yeah. but maybe you know maybe the maybe the uh postseason awards will have something to do with it too and then i, I think it's it's 50 million dollars split among the top 30 players so maybe if you finish I, I don't know how they're gonna if they're gonna divide the money equally or like you know if you win rookie of the year you get like a couple million dollars versus a guy who's finishes like number you know the who's like last in war but still in the top 30 gets like an extra hundred thousand or something i don't know but uh that, that's cool though i mean that's that's gonna stop you know ronald acuna from go, having a 40 40 season and making five hundred thousand dollars yeah so um you know i i think i think that's a that's a good one for sure yeah, yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, I think we could kind of talk about it in summary later. But, um, but yeah, so th- there was a lot of focus on, like, the amount of money that players were getting paid, like, that young players were getting paid. So we could, we could talk about that in summary later. Um, they expanded the playoffs to 12 teams. And for a while there, it was like the, the owners wanted 14 because it means more money for them. The players wanted 12 because it – um, at least protects a little bit of the sanctity of the playoffs. Plus, um, it might it, it incentivizes like owners to spend a little more uh, to try to better their teams to, to become one of the top twelve instead of the one of the top fourteen. Still, a lot of teams, if you ask me. Um, but you know. yeah, it's it's probably too many. Um, but uh, I think that one good good thing to come out of this is that it's going to eliminate the one game playoff. Which was a little bit uh, that that was probably a little silly. It was contrived. Um, it was just contrived. It was. Yeah. It was. Um, so uh, you know, now it seems like they're going to have uh, the the lowest seed uh, who wins the division, and then like the three wild card teams will now all play like a uh, you know they'll go two and two, and then play like a five game series. Right? Is that how it's going to work? That's what it sounds like to me. It's going to be okay. very much like the NFL playoffs, um, where there's two buys, but. Uh, although, yeah, I think the NFL players playoffs are still like that. Who the fuck knows? So every playoff format changed during the pandemic. So I don't even like the NBA playoff format is whack too. But um, the new one, uh, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I will say I agree that fourteen is is too many. Um, I didn't even want to go to twelve, but. Right. Uh, you know, if if it eliminates the one game playoff, uh, that you know that sounds good to me. 
um, uh, 14 teams, though, you shouldn't have half your league making the making the playoffs because because once you get there, you get you get 500 teams that are making the playoffs. Sometimes even a sub 500 team, which happens in the NFL sometimes, and that, that's not that's not right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So. Yeah, who knows? Um, but uh, it's. Uh, did you follow any of that talk too, Jack? When they were like, if they were going to do fourteen, they were trying to like figure out some sort of competitive balance for like the higher ranked team. So they were suggesting that like the team would start like one zero, like in the series, like uh, oh, wow. one okay. game, like basically in the best of uh, seven or best of five series or best of seven series. Um, like the higher seed would only have to win three games and then the uh, other team would have to win four games. It's, it's, mm. it was weird. It's like, I don't, you can't do that. Like you can't like have a series start one, nothing in favor of the, like one game to <laughs> nothing in favor of like the better team. It's just, that's, you know, it's just a mess. So yeah. So there's that. Um, they changed the rules for like um, when MLB can like implement rule changes. And so like some of the things that are going to happen there, according to this article I'm looking at, um, they can't, this is going to go in effect for the 2023 season, but this is where like the pitch clock and the, uh, def- the shifts and all this stuff like will, will go into play. So the shift is going to get banned somehow. Um, but I, it seems to me, I, unless I'm reading it wrong, like, I don't think it, it'll happen this year. I think it'll happen next year. Yeah, I think they need like a they have to have like a year's notice before they do that stuff. But um I, I'm all for banning the shift at this point, um, just to see if it can, you know, will will allow teams to put more balls in play again as opposed to so many home runs and, and strikeouts. Uh uh so yeah, I, I I'm fine with that. You know, it the shift has like ruined the careers of some left handed hitters who are like pole hitters. Um mm-hmm. and you know, nothing is worse than seeing a a guy, a guy field a ground ball and, you know, up that that's just right up the middle for like an easy an easy out. So, um, what, yeah, I'm, I'm all for that to see if it changes the game. Let me ask you this, Jack, because they've talked about a couple of different things with the shift. One one is that you have to have, you know, two players on each side of the infield. Uh, mm-hmm. Another one is you have to have all players on the dirt. So what out of mm-hmm. those two, what would you what would you rather have? Uh, I would like to have two guys on each side of the infield. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think that's better. I'm, I mean, you know, come on. Like, a, a, a hit up the middle should not be an easy out, um, which which would often happen. Uh, you know, the dirt could be interesting, too. But, I mean, I, hey, I think I think as long as they uh, as long as they do something and just kind of see see what happens, like, you know, it'll it'll be uh, I think it'll be good. I mean, hey, like th- this way, like, you know, if, if Efren Navarro is batting, they can't just put three players on the third base side because he's not going to because he's going to swing late at the ball. You know? Yeah, I just you know, I, the whole thing with I'm still a little like kind of I'm, I'm not super like pro killing the shift necessarily. Cause I just to me, it feels like, you know, if if someone if fucking Joe Madden like managed in like 19. 19- 35 or like 1926 you know and he decided to put some some asshole up the middle or like you know i like three guys on the first base side then like you know like the same thing would have happened back then so i don't know like i don't know what would have happened you know um sure you know that the game would have evolved somehow from there um but it's just a weird thing where it's just like someone decided to do this and it worked but now they want to get rid of it because it's working like it's 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 a it's a tricky one um but uh yeah it is yeah you know i i mean i I think that you know what was it in the nfl like you used to just be able to 
the cornerback used to be able to manhandle a receiver, and then mm-hmm. they in like the late seventies they had like the Mel Blunt rule, um, where you know you couldn't you couldn't bump a receiver after like five yards, and then so they that you know there was more there was more passing in yeah. the game then, and that seemed to help help the game and make it more exciting. So. Yeah. You know, I think that baseball uh, is kind of slow to, like, do implement any rule changes. So I'm at least for, like, seeing, watching this for a couple of years and, and seeing how it goes. Um, yeah. And if it if it makes a difference. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I at the end of the day, it's like if, if somehow, like, more offense is going to lead to younger people getting into baseball, which means that it, like, can survive, I, I'm, I, I'll accept it, you know. So sure, that's that's fine with me. But um, yeah, it's a it's a dicey one. Um, I think if you do the thing where the players have to stay on the on the dirt, like some second baseman is going to get killed. I feel by like by <laughs> yeah, some probably monster, like Daniel Vogelbach's going to like behead somebody or something. So um, so I don't know. We'll see about or or Tommy White maybe when he like makes it to the majors. Um, but uh, but yeah. So so there's that. Uh, of course the, the DH now is universal. That one was like kind of a no brainer. Um, mm-hmm. So we definitely like I went to that last home game in Wrigley. So I saw the last batter bat in Wrigley Field. Um, and uh, yeah, it's kind of sad. Like there will be no more like pitchers to win silver sluggers anymore. Um, so it's it's a sad thing. But it was again, just like with this accepting it. It's like I think it's something that fans had to accept for for, for a while now. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I read that the pitchers averages keep dropping i mean i think for a, for a long time the league pitcher average at batting average was about 150 170 something which isn't that bad mm-hmm. but uh it, it's really really taken a nosedive um in recent years especially because pitchers maybe now will bat only once a game because some so few starters make it more than five or six innings right so, uh, i think the, i think the league batting average for pitchers this year was like 110 Mm-hmm. Um, so what I, I wonder, I wonder how low it would have had to go to convince, you know, even the most staunch supporters of pitchers batting to, to want to make the change would have, would it have been Oh 50 Oh 60. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, also, you know, there's nothing quite as bad as like, you know, a, a bases loaded, uh, two out rally. And then like the pitcher comes up in the third inning and like, you yeah. know, they can't pinch hit for him cause it's only the third. So he has to bat. Yeah. Um, when you have a, a rally mounting and you know, the pitchers do up like third in the inning or, f- or fourth in the inning, like it's a, it's, it can be a bummer for sure. Um, you know, averages are down across the board, I would say too. So like, they are, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a case across the board, but, um, but yeah, you know, so I don't know. It, it is what it is. Um, I mean, I, it's weird now thinking about the Cubs roster for this year, like, you know, that they need, you know, a DH, like it's, it's going to be weird now to think about like when you, when you try to project like your national league roster, you're going to have to think of a DH, um, yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. Um, and you know, there's going to be, it's going to prolong the careers of these huge monsters who just hit homers and can't play, play any, like uh, N- Nelson Cruz is talking to national league teams now. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like 40, 42 or something. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, that'll, that'll be interesting. Um, and then let's see, uh, they changed the, they like have a limit on like how many times a player can be optioned in the minor leagues. Um, uh, I think it's like five or something per season. Uh, and then they made a draft lottery for the top six spots in the draft. So top six spots will be put into a lottery and, um, yeah, uh, much like we talked about a few, few episodes ago with, uh, that, 
coworker of mine who is a Celtics fan. If you know, if you're a Jack, if you're a Brewers fan and they're they have the worst um, overall record, and then they end up with the third pick, you know, think of the piece of furniture of your choice that you can throw across the room uh, out of anger. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't so much mind a draft lottery though. I, I do think it. Um, you know, uh, the NBA has one. Um, so it, it, it seems to work pretty well for them, you know, maybe Celtics fans aside. So um, one thing I'm glad about, though, uh, th- is they got rid of the uh, seven-inning doubleheaders yes. um, that were that were happening. Seven-inning game – seven innings is not a baseball game. Um, thank Christ they got rid of that. Uh, that. And I feel like teams were, teams were too willing to cancel games – because they knew they could play two seven-inning ones tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. So you would just get, as a fan, you would just totally get screwed by that. And it completely changes the complexion of a game, too. Uh, we, I mean, we saw at least one of them, uh, if not two. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we saw, we saw a doubleheader with the White Sox, and then we, uh, we saw that one seven-inning game that the Cubs did a day-night doubleheader of. So, yeah, fuck seven-inning games, man. Yeah, a seven-inning split uh, doubleheader is just is, is not right. They should discount the, the ticket price for those games, right. too. Yeah. Um, but I do think that, that was never, like, really strongly in question of sticking around beyond these, no. first, these last two years. So that and the... Extra inning rule of the player starting at second base is gone as well, so that's um you know that's good. I'm just yeah, definitely get rid of that. I they sh- they could have gotten rid of that last year. I don't know. I think it was an overcorrection, but um but yeah, so that's done. So that's that's good. Um, but uh, but yeah, I do think Jack. Like I feel like you know it, it was looking for a while that like they weren't going to maybe start until like May first. Like I, I I had this inkling that they weren't gonna get anything done and settled. Um, until they could like start the season on May 1st. Um, but I do, th- I honestly, I don't know. Like, so it's the, is it the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson's debut? That seems too, too much. Uh, I think he, he debuted in, in, in 1942. So is it the 80th? Oh. 47, 47. Yeah, he debuted in 1947, I think, right? So it would be the 75th okay. anniversary of that. Yeah, yeah. So I honestly think that that played a lot, a big role in, like, in some of this. Like, they in the back of their mind, both sides were like, we, we, we can't cancel, like, Jackie Robinson Day. Because um, uh-huh. there's going to be, you know, it's, yeah, it's, of all, of all the years that they celebrated, you know, 75 is pretty significant. So I, I, I honestly, I feel like in some ways that, like, influenced like it would have been a bad look to be like they canceled jackie robinson day on the 75th anniversary so um so yeah i don't know uh but what regardless of what happened uh obviously we're all glad that it's back and um i think spring training games even start like later this like yeah later this week basically Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that'll uh, yeah that that'll be exciting. And what what is it? April seventh for opening day. April eighth. Yep. April seventh nice. for the Cubs at least. Um, Cubs will open up at home against the Brewers. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm uh, I'm in talks right now to uh, attend that game. So um, <laughs> yeah, I think tickets go on sale uh, next Friday. So we all right. See. Well, uh, there you go. You'll probably see Corbin Burns pitch. Yeah, probably Corbin Burns. I wonder if I, I think Hendricks is probably going to start opening day. Uh, Strowman himself said that Hendricks should start opening day. Um, okay, but uh, I don't know. So yeah, maybe Burns versus Hendricks, or at, at worst, Burns versus Strowman. So yeah, right on. Um, yeah, there were a, a couple of free agent signings too. Uh, Carlos Rodon signed with the Giants for two years and forty-four million. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see. It's going to be weird to think of him as being with anybody but the White Sox. Yeah. Uh, 
But I, I guess uh, th- I think the one year, the second year is an option year. Uh, so yeah, it basically, yeah. it's it's like a, a one year, twenty two million contract. I think. Yeah, he has. I think he has an op- on. Yeah, or either an opt out or whatever. Like after. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, it might be, but uh, an opt out. But uh, yeah, I, I think that you know the Gi- Giants Park is a pitcher's park, so uh, you know I think he, I think he'll do well there. I think it's a pretty good signing. Yeah, um, he seems to. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Hope, hope, just hopefully they don't have too many chili dogs in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, I know. I yeah, the seafood is a lot more slimming, I guess. So he, um, you know, they can't. The, the, if someone says like you're eating too many crab legs, it's like, well, that that's not a problem unless he's dipping them in butter, I suppose. But whatever. Um, anyway, all right. So um, Clayton Kershaw resigned for one year with the Dodgers. Um, that one was like. I don't know, man. It was just like it seemed like for all along he was going to go to the Rangers, and then uh, I think the Rangers just have signed so many guys that it was maybe in question, and I think it's just easy to just go back to the Dodgers for one year. So I don't know if I don't know if how big of a – like how sought after he'll be after next season. It just seems like he's going down so quickly. Um, he is. I mean, would, would we even go out of our way to see Clayton Kershaw pitch anymore? I, I don't no. think I would. Yeah, no. I mean, I, my my um, measuring stick is I've had him on my keeper team for like a decade, I feel, or something at this point. And I think I'm going to actually un, like I'm going to release him back to the draft this year. Uh, which is a tough. Yeah, tough and we saw him get knocked knocked out after one inning. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, we. Uh, I've seen for as many um, great starts as he's had. I've I've seen him get get his like uh, his his head kicked in a couple times uh, in person um, as a fan. He did dominate the White Sox though when we went to see him. So he did. He certainly did. Yeah, um, yeah Steve Ciszek, uh signed with the Nationals. That's not very exciting. No, but it happened. <laughs> Uh, you say Kikuchi signed with the Blue Jays, um, so they're like amassing a good pitching staff up there. Um, maybe this is the year for the Blue Jays. Maybe I was one year uh, early for the Blue Jays, um, but we'll see about that. Although Kikuchi is not any like he's not he's like a fourth starter, but um, but yeah. So they did that. The, the Jeremy, you oh, asked. Go yeah, ahead. go ahead. No, I was going to say you asked me if Cishik pitched last year. He pitched seventy four games for the Los Angeles Angels. Did okay. Yeah, that. I thought he was an angel last year, but I wasn't sure. But, uh, yeah, I mean, talk about yeah. being in obscurity out there. Oh, yeah. Um, that's funny, though. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, so, yeah, and then the – well, the significant one for the Cubs right now uh, without much else is that they signed Angelton Simmons for one year, $4 million. Um, Just everything you read about it is just how bad his bat was last year. Um but obviously he's there for defense. So, yeah, I don't know what the Cubs are going to do. Like, um, you know, I think they don't really have a solid center fielder. So, like, as of right now, so I think, like, Nico Horner might play a little center field. And, uh, you know, they might they'll definitely, definitely like, in late-game situations, I think they would have and, uh, Simmons at shortstop. But um, I don't know if he hits – if he can hit somewhat of a lick, like, I suppose – that'll push Horner to center field more often. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I think it's a good signing one year, $4 million, even mm-hmm. if he's just, a, uh, even if he's there strictly for defense and he hits number nine, cause now he doesn't have to hit eighth anymore. He yeah. can hit ninth cause of the pitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I think that's a, that's a good signing. That's not that much money. And if it doesn't work out, you know, even if he's only on the team for half a year, they can just cut him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for, yeah. With the amount of money the Cubs have available and four million, it's it's a it's that's really a drop in the bucket. So, 
Um, and then like, yeah, there was a trade that Isaiah Kiner Falefa got traded, um, to the twins for Mitch Garver. So Mitch Garver, another guy who we saw hit multiple homers. Yep. Um, we is, I think the Rangers are a team we've never seen for the podcast, Jack, right? We, I don't think we have, I, you know, so we should try to see them this year. They're, they're going to be kind of exciting with all the guys they signed. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Let's definitely try to, I don't know when they play, um, the White Sox, the White Sox. Yeah. Let's make it, we definitely should make an effort to, to cross off all the teams this year if possible. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So, and then, um, yeah, cause I think Mitch Garver is up at the top of our home run leaders list. Um, yeah, so we we gotta we gotta see him. What does he have? About four for yeah, us? Yeah, he's got to have three or four for sure. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we gotta give him a chance to to take that crown. Right, right. Uh, yeah, him versus Gavin Sheets. Ah, uh, that would, yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um, two guys who <laughs> we've seen like a, like four games combined. I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. Despite seeing like a bunch of you know. Abreu and Moncada and stuff like that, but, um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's right. kind of it. That I, you know, I think that there was like a belief that there was going to be this like um, deluge of or uh, this like like you know bombardment of free agent signings and maybe teams just needed like a little more time to kind of get that all taken care of. Um, and it'll it'll continue to happen this week. Um, but there's still none of those big free agents have signed really. So, um, Freddie Freeman's still out there. Uh, uh, Correa. Um, uh, Bryant, uh, you know, you name them there. A lot of them are still out there. So they, they got to drop the, the pieces have got to drop soon. So I'm sure they'll drop right as, as soon as we <laughs> release this episode. But, um, yeah, they'll, I'm sure they'll all be widely covered. So we'll see. Yeah. And, and Rizzo too, right? Rizzo, of course. Um, man, if the Cubs bring back Rizzo, I just, uh, I don't know. I, I would be, I would, I can't believe I'm saying it, but I'm just like, I would be non- plussed by it it's like this is Schwindel's time to, to shine baby so we'll see right and and they just they just signed Simmons so do they really need another guy who's anti-vax uh, unless you know could this be Jack could this be the um the John Jay and Yonder Alonzo signing of the White Sox from a couple years ago <laughs> to lure <laughs> to lure Manny Machado to the team uh it's like who else could they get? Well, uh, yeah, Burns is taken. You know, is is uh, is locked up. Um, uh, I don't know about Zimmerman, but they could lure him out of retirement. Maybe I don't know. Um, they could hi- hire Chipper Jones as their hitting coach. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. It just uh, it seems like a safe landing for some of these guys in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Did you did you hear that? I, I'm gonna maybe talk about Chipper Jones a little bit more later. But did you did you hear that? Now he was basically like an assistant hitting coach for the Braves last year at their home games, um, and this year they're not letting him go to spring training because he's not vaxxed. Really? Yeah. So I think they said all like major league staff need to be vaccinated, so they're not they're not letting Chipper Jones go to spring training. So that's, that's uh, so that's funny. It is uh, funny. But, yeah. We could we could talk more about about him later. Um, yeah, I don't think there were really any more signings of note, were there? Uh, no, I think that's about it. Uh, you know, there's it's it, like Freddie Freeman to the Dodgers might be happening. I don't know, um, but yeah, nothing official yet. So that's kind of all we got. Um, let me just refresh MLB trade rumors. Yeah, that's that's kind of all I got for right now. Um, yeah, and so Joe Buck is no longer going to be uh, with. Uh, Fox either, so that means he's no longer going to be announcing the World Series, probably, right? Yeah, I don't think it's been official just yet, but uh-huh. it's like it's it all the the wording is he's expected to leave. 
Um, uh, and then like, so, so then that just means, so yeah, so he's, it's just weird. So basically, so all this stuff has been happening with reporters lately or with the announcers lately, because Amazon is starting to broadcast like Thursday night football games. And so they were trying to lure Aikman away from Fox. Um, but then Aikman ended up signing with ESPN. I think Al Michaels is going to Amazon. Um, and then, so so Aikman left, and Aikman and, and Buck are, uh, you know, a team in Fox. And it just seemed kind of like, well, that was it. Because, like, Joe Buck seems so synonymous with Fox. And now it's, like, reported, yeah, they're Fox. He has one year left on his contract. Uh, Fox is going to let him out of that contract, like, as a sign of good faith, because he's been with the organization for so long. And he's going to go to ESPN. And it's crazy, uh, because that it seemed to all happen so quickly. And, like, yeah, I mean, like, listen, we... I, I hate Joe Buck. Like, um, I, I can't stand him. Like, but, um, it's, he's so ubiquitous with like Fox sports, basically it's, it'll be weird. Definitely. Um, yeah. Um, since when was, since when is there an announcer signing sweepstakes though? Like did, in an, an announcer hot stove league. Did you, I mean the money that the, like he's his, they're saying like his contract is going to be like three, like three or four years. Um, or actually, I don't know how many years. I think it's five or six years for like sixty to seventy-five million. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah, like uh, Aikman is getting um, five years, ninety-two million. 90, like, why wouldn't these guys retire from sports to just announce? Like, like I don't know yeah. what Tony Romo's making, but like, why would you? Like, I actually think it's. I think it's a shit ton. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, for sure. It's like. It's crazy. Uh, and then, like, yeah, Jay Cutler, like, you know, can't string together two sentences. Like, he could have also been the Tony Romo, but, um, yeah, he's he's uh, he's he's out of that situation. But, like, um, but like yeah, it's just crazy. Like, that's crazy. I mean, like, I mean, I don't know how much Aikman made in his career, but, like, it's got to be. I feel like it's, it's you know, it's pretty close, I think. You know, I don't know. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, 92 million? I was just going to say he might not have even made that much playing football and now he's getting it for five years and 92 million to to talk for a couple of times a week and he's not even a particularly interesting right. announcer yeah he's just he's just meat and potatoes he's just safe yeah it, it that's the thing yeah he's not like some sort of like genius like uh as an announcer it's yeah it is it's just it's crazy um but uh yeah so basically you know this has a huge impact on baseball like you said because of the world series um I, it sounds like the, that joe davis guy maybe is going to be like uh, like he's maybe going to step in where for Buck's spot. Um, but I'm also wait, who is, I, I missed that. Uh, Joe Davis is like the guy he, I think he took over for Vince Scully in, in LA and he's been doing a lot of national games. I mean, uh, yeah. Cause like, you know, I hope it's not Brian Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm Jack. I'm uh, I, I don't dislike Brian Anderson. I'm not going to say that I'm a Brian Anderson fan, but I was listening to just a game, like, it must have been a basketball game uh, the other, like, uh, I think he was doing the All-Star game, and I was, he made me laugh a couple times, and then I was like, oh, that's Brian Anderson. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna throw down for Brian Anderson, but uh, I I think we're, 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 our, there's a chasm building between our opinions of Brian Anderson, but... (laughs) But that's, <laughs> I think, I think before this year is over, you're going to throw down for him. Well, but, you know, I was going to say, I don't think the podcast needs to end over this, but, um, <laughs> but I, I, you know, I, I think I'm cutting Brian Anderson a little bit of slack. Um, but, uh, but, but anyway, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like Brian Anderson is actually with TBS, isn't he? Like he, yeah, because he, yes. he, yeah. So um, when they get their one playoff game a year or whatever, you know, he's 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 actually. I think he is the top dog with ESP or with a TBS or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. So anyway, have you seen anything? Like, is Joe Buck gonna? Is are they saying anything about him doing Sunday Night Baseball? I was I was wondering that because um, what would that mean for Matt Vaskarjan? Well, I think Vaskarjan is out anyway. I think he's is he? I think they announced that he's out anyway because it was okay. going to be like the A Rod cast. Like A Rod is just like I think they're going to just I don't even know if they're going to give him a play by play guy. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't know what like it's crazy. I don't know what they're doing with with him or what they're thinking. But like I feel like. They're turning the reins over to to Rodriguez or to Alex Rodriguez for Sunday Night Baseball, um, and I, I I'm pretty sure I saw somewhere that Vescurgeon was out anyway. But um, but yeah, but also it would be tricky because like that's the only day that Buck works. Could he do mm-hmm. like Sunday? Like there would be a a good month there where he couldn't uh, do the Sunday night game, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. It's he, weird. M- yeah, maybe maybe A Rod could be like because Vince Scully used to just do games by himself sometimes yeah. on like Dodgers Radio. Maybe yeah. maybe that could just be A Rod just just by himself. Yeah, no, I mean like that's that seemed to be kind of like the vibe that they were were kind of going for here. Um, here, no, you know what? I th- okay, I think Michael K is going to be the play by play guy. Um, uh, I'm just trying. I'm looking at this article really quick and just trying to skim skim over it really quick. Three-time MVP and World Series champion Alex Rodriguez joins veteran commentator Michael Kay for eight Sunday Night Baseball. Uh, what for eight? I don't know what that means. Um, oh, Sunday Night Baseball with K-Rod special presentations on ESPN2. Um, five-time, blah, blah, blah. Oh, so Carl Ravitch... Oh, oh this, okay, okay, this is... Oh, this... Okay, this is what it is. Okay, so it sounds like it's going to be Carl Ravitch... David Cohn and Eduardo Perez doing the new booth. Uh, but then they're going to do, yeah, eight special broadcasts on ESPN2. It's kind of like the Manning cast. Yeah, yeah. They're doing the Manning cast with A-Rod. <laughs> A-Rod. With, so, with, is it just A-Rod? It's A-Rod and Michael K. Um, okay. But, uh, we, we, need to, we need to watch one of those for the, uh, yes. the podcast. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, what a goofy, just what a goofy world. Um, but now I'm like, now I'm like, are they regretting making all these? This was announced in January uh, of this year. So now I'm like, do they regret making all these moves? Like, are they going to blow it all up and give Joe Buck? How can you have Joe Buck on your payroll and not have him call any baseball games? Like, they're going to have to do something. I Carl Ravage is probably, like, you know, trashing his, 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 uh, his house right now, like, thinking that he's probably going to be pushed out eventually. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's weird, but, uh, yeah, it's weird. You know, like, uh, you, you criticize Joe Buck, but like, is he like the voice of baseball for better or for worse? Like kind of. So like, you know, it'll be weird to have him not doing like the world series. Cause I, I don't think ESPN's getting the world series anytime soon. No, no. Uh, so yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, uh, but uh, I, you know, I, I don't miss him doing the World Series. So, or I, I don't think I, I don't think I will miss him doing the World Series. So uh, maybe you know, maybe this is a good thing. I, I, and who knows? Maybe maybe they'll get somebody else besides Smoltz. Yeah, right, for sure. Um, yeah, no. It, if anything, it's uh, yeah, it opens up the door for some new people to step forward. I mean, like, 
I wish Len Casper was a little higher up on the national, um, you know, uh, board because maybe yeah, or or Bonetti or Bonetti, yeah, like you know, who knows? Like yeah, and and maybe in a few years it could be one of their jobs, you know. So that mm-hmm. that could be really cool. Um, so we we shall see. Um, but uh, all right, Jack. Well, let's let's get to the uh, the topic at hand. Um, again, this is a an idea that was. Um, you know, uh, sparked by just the continued like villainy of, of Rob Manfred in this whole negotiation thing. Um, if, you know, I saw someone on Twitter post like, you know, don't be mad at Rob Manfred because he's just the mouthpiece for the owners, but it's like, nah, you can be mad at Rob Manfred too. Like he's, he seems to be an idiot and he, and he seems to be, he seems to not hide the fact that he's completely in the owner's pocket. So I think it's okay to also be mad at Rob Manfred, but I get, I get what they're saying. He's just like the spokesperson, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. He, you know, he called the world series a piece a trophy, a piece of metal. So, you know, he's, he's, he's <laughs> seems like that's one of the top things you probably shouldn't do is degrade the top prize of your sport, you know? Um, so I don't know. No. <laughs> so anyway, so he's a villain uh, to yeah, many, I'm... he's a villain to many baseball fans. For sure. Um, yeah, I, I was I was going to that. I mean, I, I, so, you know, we each picked a few here that we were going to have. I was actually going to say Manfred is an obvious one, but so it's it's villains and victims. So Manfred's victim is the World Series trophy. OK, that, that was one of the things I picked. That was one. OK, um, cool, cool. Sorry. Yeah, I, because sorry I stepped on that. But yeah, no, it's it's fine because. Uh, but yeah, like, you know, why? I know it's just a symbolic thing. Like, yeah, it's literally a hunk of metal. And what, what really matters is that you won the series. But yeah, come on, man. Right. I mean, like, because even when in the context of what he was saying, because they were talking about him, should they take away the trophy? Maybe he thought they literally meant <laughs> the trophy and not the title. Like, because it was about <laughs> it was in the context of the of, I think, stripping the Astros of the World Series title. Um, from 2017, was it? Um, mm-hmm. And he's like, I think that's when he called it a hunk of metal. But it's like, no, they're not saying take away the piece of tro- like the, the hunk of metal. They're saying to like make them not lo- no longer World Series champions. So like, I don't know. And maybe he didn't understand that that's what they meant. Um, I would hope not. But um, but yeah. Anyway, if you ever think of if you ever get mad at, at Rob Manfred and just think he's an idiot, just go back to that when he gave that speech, when he gave away the uh, World Series MVP to Corey Seager, and he was like getting like feedback in his ear, and he was like slurring his words when he was like trying to announce Corey Seager as World Series MVP. It's a really funny uh, piece of video, knowing that he wasn't having a stroke. It, it, at the time, it looked like there was something wrong <laughs> with him, but it's really funny to go back and watch. It's like, in the w- World Series MVP, P. Corey Seager. Like, it's just like it's, it's so it's so cringy, but it's it's pretty funny if you don't if you dislike Manfred. So there you go. Sure, and and just just watch him laughing as he cancels games too. Yeah, um, it's bad stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So should I go? Should I throw one out there, yeah, Jack? Yeah, you, you get, yeah, do one. Well, Jack, I was actually gonna even send this to you as an example, but I'm like, this is too good to. Um, to to burn as an example um so I'll, I'll just use it as my first one and i'm i'm starting off pretty pretty hot here um but for villains and victims i got to say and this i'm taking the quote directly from the horse's mouth here i got villain joe ricketts the father and victims muslims oh i, I that crossed my mind i was going to put i was going to put that yeah i was going to put any muslim yeah because for, for that. because why jack 
They're his natural enemy. They're his natural enemy. So there you, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So that's a classic one. I think that's that should be on the poster right there. Um, yeah. So yeah, Joe Ricketts, uh, father of the Ricketts family, who didn't know what the Cubs were when they approached him to give him the money to buy the team. Um, and any Muslims. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, is, is the old man still alive? He is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Those people don't okay. die. So. Yeah. And uh, what's the uh, what what is the story with that? Like the Tom just asked him if he could have the money to buy the Cubs. Is that basically is that basically what it boils down well, to? Well, He approached him. I think he approached him and he's like, hey, daddy. Hey, dad, dad, daddy. Oh, I have a great. uh not much like they're trying to do now with the Chelsea uh, football team or whatever um, soccer team. Um, mm-hmm. He, uh, they're like, hey, we have this investment opportunity, like you know, and and he's like, hmm, Chicago Cubs, huh? Like, tell me more. Like, it's like I think that's kind of essential. That's the vibe. Of, that's the gist of event, essentially like what the story I heard. And, like they had to like explain to him what buying the Cubs meant and why this is a good business venture. And it's like, okay, man, mm-hmm. like you fucking idiot like pull your fucking head out of your ass um so yeah. yeah talk about talk about privilege too you know that's like hey like you know you know what some kids ask their dad for like you know 20 bucks so they can go to a movie or something right, right. you know they're, they're asking for you know a billion dollars so they could buy the cubs <laughs> yeah uh that, that's a little insane to me but you know jeremy we were on the same page they would have been really funny if we would we would have both picked that one but <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you went there yeah that's a good one. So, um, okay. Yeah. What you got Jack? Yeah. Mine, uh, mine is okay. So I said, I'd mentioned Chipper Jones. Mine is Chipper Jones. Uh, and his tormentor is the Twitter verse. Yeah. Yes, definitely. So there you go. Um, th- just from, I think it was recently, this was like September of this year. Uh, somebody like called him out, uh, for, you know, some stupid anti-vax stuff that, you know, that, that Chipper Jones had said on Twitter and then Twitter, Chipper Jones responded to that person by saying, no, I'm just not a sheep like you. I ask questions. I wait. I don't line people's wallets. I think for myself, fend for myself. Difference between me me and you, I don't hate you for thinking differently. Enjoy your never-ending line of booster shots, bro, and good luck to your Mets. Um, yeah, that's a good, that's a good, a good quote there. I think the the best part is that he uses, instead of saying between, he says tween, (laughs) which is pretty awful. I don't know if he was trying to get in the, under the 150 characters there, but, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's bad. Um, lining people's wallets. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know, man, I got my vaccine for free, uh, and my insurance, company didn't pay anything for it so i guess yeah maybe the drug companies i i, I don't know i you know that that's a lot well, to unpack there uh, um, yeah and also i mean i mean did he ever take did he ever take like lidocaine when he was like injured or like did he ever get any sort of like cortisone shot like does that money not line the pockets of the corporate of the medical company that that makes that stuff like it's just like you know that's that seems like a weird angle to take about being anti-vax is like i don't want to you know the the pharmaceutical companies are getting rich it's like you know if you go to the hospital for like whatever like like uh some sort of like whatever any sort of ailment they're going to give you some sort of any sort of thing you get is like made by a farm like are you going to make your own penicillin or something in, in your kitchen like you know whatever so 
Yeah, do, does he shop at Target or Walmart? Um, you know, uh, like no matter what you do, you're lining you're lining a corporation's wallet. Like where where does where does he think his like four wheeler came from? You <laughs> yeah, know, right. like does he does he build does he build it himself? Like you're lining people if it's not even if it's not like pharmaceuticals, you're lining people's wallets all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird it's a weird angle. I mean, I I guess if his if his Vision was certain was like truly altruistic, and it's like we shouldn't like yeah we should like uh, localize some of these things more, you know more like in 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 our society than okay cool but like it's just a weird it's just a weird uh, angle to take I guess yeah and I, I think he also called Sandy Hook a hoax on Twitter so you know <laughs> there you go. I mean, yeah, he's a, he's a he's a great guy. We don't have to dig that deep into his timeline to to find these damning things. Um, all right, let's see here. Um, got a couple of different places I can go here, but uh, I'll just go with this one really quick. We, we, we were just talking about announcers. Um, I think here in this situation, we have a villain and victim. I, I got Nick Castellanos as a villain and Tom Brenneman as a victim. Because Nick Castellanos rudely Be nice. I, I was gonna. Yeah, yeah. He, he rudely uh, he rudely interrupted Tom Brenneman's apology. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, and that, and not only did he did that happen in the moment, but that's become like the butt of a long running and I and a, a joke which I never get tired of. Like that's been used in so many different situations now. Um, that uh, it's kind of it's one of those things where it's like it's like it's funny every time I see it. It is, and and you never see it coming, too. You know, yeah. just at the most solemn, the most solemn of moments, and then you see somebody type, and there's a long drive by Castellanos into deep left field, and that'll be a four nothing game. <laughs> um, it's 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 so good, and the the best part is that Nick Castellanos did it again this year during they were memorializing some oh, guy in a Royals game, and he hit another. Do you remember that? Yes, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's so good. You got you got to hope it happens again this year. But um, yeah, Jeremy, I will never uh, I'll never get tired of that meme. It's it, yeah. you know it it's so good. It's funny every time. Um, yeah, uh, one one that I was gonna put. Uh, so Jose Arania as the villain and Ronald Acuna as the victim. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, yeah, cool. Let's just let's hit a guy because he hit a home run off of me. You know, it's not it's not my fault for making a bad pitch. Um, you know, the guy's an asshole for, for trying to do what he's supposed to do. Yeah, exactly. And, um, uh, his career has not gone well since that, uh, since that outing. Um, he's, I think, yeah, he's a free agent currently most recently pitched on the Tigers last year. And I didn't hear a peep about him last year. Um, no, but, uh, yeah, he had 26 games, 581 ERA. So I wonder, I'm sure he'll get invited somewhere, but, uh, I don't know where. I, with my luck, it'll probably be the Cubs, right? It'll be like a spot starter for the Cubs or something. But um, yeah, well, maybe the White, the White Sox need some uh, ro- some arms in the rotation. But yeah, right. Uh, he he seems like the the type of guy who could end up there. Didn't Don Mattingly basically condone the fact that he hit Acuna too? Maybe I'm making that up. Um, yeah, I don't really remember the fallout. I was I, that was one of those ones where I was so incensed that I don't even know. Um, I don't really remember much that happened after that. I do think they threw at Arena like later that game or the next day, the next time they faced him or something. But yeah, I don't remember the the full fallout of it. Here, here's that that 
uh, tweet from Chipper Jones. He said, <laughs> so, so the FBI comes out and confirms that Sandy Hook was a hoax? Where is the outrage? What else are we being lied to about? Waco? JFK? Oh, yeah, man. so that was... <laughs> yeah, it um, it's funny yeah. to watch. So it's it's. I mean, I don't know. You know, it's. I don't know if it's. It's just like, why is this guy even on Twitter? I don't think he understands what's what's happening. Like, he probably doesn't know where like the words on his feed come from. Like, he probably doesn't know the difference between verified or unverified, and like, what's a spam account, and what's not. Like, I'm sure he gets like fooled by spam accounts like every day. Um, it's like, oh sure. It's just like, why is this guy even on Twitter? No one needs him to be on Twitter. Like, just record. If you need to talk no. to people, just record yourself and just, you know, like have your 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 children like post it on like a you know on Facebook or something. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. But yeah, it, it, yeah, the 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 day after he said, my my apologies for my Sandy Hook tweet yesterday. I had heard something from someone which I thought to be credible <laughs> and tweeted without researching. So yes. there you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's right. That's right. That that's my favorite part of the whole thing too. Yeah, I heard something from someone, and they said this thing, and I just <laughs> retweeted it to my you know thousands of <laughs> followers. But anyway, um, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, am I uh, am I up next here? Yeah. All right. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm start, gonna start going granular here with uh, the podcast, and I'm gonna say the villain, uh, me, and mm-hmm. the victim. Uh, the pierogies from the Pittsburgh Pirates pierogi race, um, because I would to, yeah well well because I would eat them uh, at uh, the first chance. Um, uh, okay. The uh, you know and I, this could have been gone. This could be this could be said for the sausages for the 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 Brewers uh, ballpark, but like basically any sort of like food like one of the things i like to do um when i go to baseball games is try like the you know the quintessential food item from that park um and you know so so for so at the uh, pirates games it's pierogies they have pierogies white Sox used to have pierogies don't anymore um but uh but yeah they're good i could eat like you know several orders of them so uh i i would i'm sure i would be considered a villain to pierogies who don't want to be eaten <laughs> very good very good jeremy okay yeah i i, I had a, gran- a granular one too um it's uh white Sox vendor boss is the villain and sam eagle is the victim <laughs> yeah for sure so. and i'm sure that that boss whoever it is heard heard it from sam eagle, <laughs> oh so. yeah yeah so we all remember a couple years ago um sam eagle was complaining that he didn't um that there were two guys selling bud in his, or, or there was another guy selling bud in his section so he uh he said he said that i'm gonna i'm gonna go tell him that that's it that's all she wrote <laughs> um we we never saw him at another uh, another white Sox game yeah um i worked with a guy who was a vendor at uh white Sox the white Sox stadium and he said that like vendor drama and the vendor hierarchy is is very real yeah. indeed um and sam eagle certainly saw himself as the alpha dog of them so uh yeah there there you go um I, I this makes it sound like i'm taking sam eagle's side here this is definitely <laughs> how definitely how sam eagle saw it uh, who knows maybe that guy put the maybe the vendor boss put the other bud guy in that section because he knew it would piss sam eagle off i, I don't know but yeah, uh there's something you said for running him out of town you know right sure sure um yeah that's a good one um and i'm sure 
Well, I could go. I could just do one really quick here, uh, too, in that same vein. Basically, there's. I got two ways to go with this one, and I, I have a feeling you might have one of these two. Um, but I'll go with this one first. Um, and I guess it's kind of a, a team effort, really. Mm-hmm. But I got. Uh, I'll say this: my victims of this one are graphers, uh, autograph okay. hounds, uh, graphers, autograph freaks, whatever you want to call them. And uh, the villain is the Hot Chip Challenge. Um, oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, and by proxy, I guess you could say, like, uh, Cubs uh, security guards as well. Um, sure. Because they're, like, they did supply the Hot Chip. But, I mean, like, that's one way to get some, you know, you need multiple Hot Chips, but they got one guy out of there. Like, if, you were, if you're if you a Cubs security guard and you're trying to find, like, um, you know, different ways to get to get the the graphers out of there. You know, you give them the hot chip challenge. It's kind of an expensive way to do it, but like you know, like I think um, years ago, and like there was maybe I I don't really remember the the details of the Panama situation, like Noriega or something, but they played like they got these huge speakers or like in a hostage situation, they'll get like these loud speakers and they'll play like heavy metal, like really loud to drive the people like out of wherever they're holding themselves up in like sure you know you play you get you get a couple hot chips thrown around and you know you're 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 making a clear getaway for the the, the teams and the buses so yeah uh nothing will, will ever be more disappointing than watching that guy eat the hot chip and then saying i'm out because you didn't get to see his reaction <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no one no one accounted for that he's just gonna run away which like is a is a loss. That's an L for that guy. But it, it we didn't get to experience you know the fun. Although I will say the visual of him coming back with a gallon of milk and his eyes like red uh, <laughs> and blood and bloodshot and watering was pretty good. So it was it was. Um, well, cool. Back back to uh, baseball a little bit here. Uh, I, I put Mike Matheny uh, as the villain and any young player as the victim. Mm, nice. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. for sure. Guys, I think it was him and uh, who, who was the pitcher? It was Matheny was encouraging that one pitcher to, to pick on Jordan Hicks. Who was the pitcher that was uh, the asshole? It, why is it escaping my mind right now? Um, oh, my God. It was like Buddy something or, yeah. Yeah, um, what the hell? What? I mean, I'm glad I can't remember his name, but. Um, no, I'm trying to I'm trying to look it up. Look it up here now. Um, let's see here. Why do I think he was on the Astros at some point? I keep wanting to say um, like Dustin Hermanson, but it wasn't Dustin Hermanson. No, no, but it's like it wasn't, a guy it like that. Him. It's like some like shit throwing like reliever with like facial hair. Um, Hold on, I'm gonna. They uh, they were I'm bullying gonna... Jordan Hicks, weren't they? Bud Norris. It was Bud, yes, Bud they Norris. were. Bud, Bud Norris. Norris. Yeah, I knew it was Bud. So yeah, yeah Bud Norris was bullying Jordan Hicks, and Mike Matheny condoned it, uh, and I think he even said as much in in you know in interviews. Um, so that happened, and then I remember uh, Bobby Witt hit a home run in spring training, or uh, you know the minor leagues or something. And then Mike Matheny was asked about it, and he's like, "Well, well, uh, you know, he better not start thinking he's too good." Yeah, um, great. So, like, you know, just you can't just tell the guy that like he did a good job or he's doing a good job. You have to kind of rip on him a little bit. Um, yeah. That's great. So if you ever thought that old school baseball was going to die um guys like him will will be sure to keep it to keep it going strong that's true yeah absolutely um yeah that's and man and matheny's the 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 royals manager right 
He is. He, he's managing the Royals now. So he will probably be managing Bobby Witt this year. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm trying to think of a veteran on that staff. Uh, you know, Wade Davis. Maybe they'll bring Wade Davis back and he can torture uh, Bobby Witt. Just to be a resident tormentor. Um, right. Yeah, I know. Or like some shitty, like, infielder, like, who's like, yeah, not as good as him to, to, to bully him. Um, that's, a, that's a bummer. The only thing I'll say about that is I have to guess that Bobby Witt is – Things of himself is pretty much of a hot shot anyway, so maybe they'll butt heads a little bit. I don't know. Seems like yeah, I can maybe. see Bobby Witt kind of like pushing back a little bit. So we'll see. Sure. Um. All right. Here. Well. Um. You know, I have this one down, and I'm like, now I'm like, in the, I kind of threw it on my 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 list, and I'm like, I don't know now if I can like fully articulate what I meant by it, but I wrote down Trevor Bauer and game. Just having okay. game, like in the sense of like dating game, like sort of like thing, because I feel like, I feel like the well certainly tact, I would say, um, in the sort and sort of like some maybe some some things, but I also feel like in the details uh, uh, that came out about this story about Trevor Bauer, um, it's pretty much seemed like he was just like he would just text these women and say like, hey, I'm in town, like you know come over or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, where's the, where's the art of the, uh, the, you know, the art of seduction or something, or like the, (laughs) the game of like uh, the romance, the romancing (laughs) of, of these situations. It seemed all very transactional in a way. Um, And uh, I think, I feel like, I mean, Trevor Bauer is such a weird guy who like, is just like, is not well spoken that I feel like if you if he really had to like fend for himself and try to like woo uh, a, a woman like I don't think he would be able to do it. Yeah, you know, have you ever watched uh, any of the videos he does for his blog? I've seen little ones here or there, but uh, yeah, he, he seems like kind of a lonely person who has no friends. Yes, yeah, totally. Yeah, um, I mean, like his friends, the people who hang out with him, like whenever he has somebody who's there, like they're 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 either they were either hired by him to like provide a service. Or they're clearly just hanging out with him because he's a famous millionaire. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. No, it's it's a weird story. Like you know, go, dating all the way back to that Garrett Cole, um, Trevor Bauer story from ESPN from like years ago. Like, yeah, it's and it's it, the details of the fact of, of how much Trevor Bauer is kind of like an outcast. Would I feel like in nine times out of ten, it would be like you would like it would build sympathy for Trevor Bauer, but there's something about him that it's just like, yeah, you know what? You're an outcast and you deserve to be like, you're a shit. And like no one that, and that's why no, that's why you're an outcast. And like, that's, I feel like that's pretty extreme. You know, like I feel like all like so much great art is like film and like TV shows and, and, and books are based about like finding, like making your main character, like a, a bit of an outcast and like, but they're a sympathetic character and Trevor Bauer is like still manages to be a villain despite all that. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, yeah, we, weird guy. Um, and he was just placed on administrative leave today again. I don't know if you saw that. I did. Yeah. I mean, I just, yeah. I don't know what, like he legally, he's all like, that's all done. He's right. Like, mm-hmm. he's yep. all yeah, cleared. he was found. He was, yeah, that he was cleared of, of all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's just like, I mean, I guess MLB, like, I mean, I, I, I don't feel bad at all for him still getting like kind of like um you know shut out here but like I don't I'm not really sure like is it on the grounds of like um character like 
Um, like on what grounds? Yeah, I I, you know? I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I wonder if he'll be back this year at some point. Like, I don't know. Yeah, uh, and and with the Dodgers, it, it doesn't seem like any players like him. I mean, maybe right. maybe he has friends outside the game, but it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't seem like any 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 players really uh, are fans. Yeah. Um. So that's a good one. I've also got a I've also got a pitcher here too, Jeremy. Okay. I've got Jonathan Papelbon as the villain, and natu- naturally Bryce Harper as the victim. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, have you ever seen that picture of him grabbing his crotch? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty goddamn funny, man. He was a, he was a great baseball villain. Um, I mean, I think he once literally said fans are irrelevant to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he's, I mean, that, that's awesome. I think you called him Papelbag one time. Yep. You accidentally tweeted that out. Yep. Um, what was the story behind that again? Well, I have to say that um, <clears throat> a coworker of mine coined the term Papelbag. Um, uh-huh. but, uh, I, you know, I, I took it and ran with it and I was trying to tweet from my own, I was tweeting for, um, a website, which we've maybe mentioned on this podcast already. Um, I was tweeting for them and uh, I had access to their account and my own personal Twitter account on the same app. And I was accidentally under their app, uh, their account. And I was at the Cubs game and it was actually the Cole H- Hamill's no hitter, um, like in retrospect, like I kind of forgot about that, but I had tweeted. So Jonathan Pebblebound was walking around like the batting cage, like pregame. And he was just like, he had like a bandana on and he was like, like a sleeveless shirt. And he was just like walking around, like just looking around, just like walking around. I said, he was like walking around, like he owned the place. And so yeah. I tweeted like Pebblebag walking around, like he owns the damn place pre pregame here at Wrigley. And I accidentally tweeted it from this account uh, which was supposed to be about closers, like it was like um, it was tweeting about closers for fantasy baseball purposes, and um, I was like, oh fuck! Like I tweeted it from this wrong account, so I deleted it really quick, and I like I copied it and deleted it, and then I I typed it up again and posted it again. <laughs> I forgot again to, to switch oh, off. Oh, you did it twice? Yeah, I did it twice. Oh, and then I'm awesome. like, I'm like, shit! Like what the hell? And then so like I deleted it again. And then, like some, like the moderator of the thing sent a direct message to to ourselves because we all shared this account, and mm-hmm. he shared it to to himself, like basically to this account. And he's like, "Hey, I'm not sure who's tweeting this, but it's inappropriate, and you like it has no place on this feed." <laughs> and I was like, "And then I was like, oh fuck, like I'm gonna get in trouble. Like they might like let me go or whatever." And then the no hitter happened, and I promptly forgot that that was all part of my day but um but yeah that's the story there <laughs> that's that's great man um yeah i i mean so i i put uh uh and, and hey that you know that that's a big fear man texting something to the wrong person mm-hmm. or or you know accidentally liking a tweet when you're logged into a different account you know many, many a celebrity is has done that before um so i you know I, th- I think we can all sympathize with that uh yeah, but Papelbon, uh, he, he was a great baseball villain. Um, you know, he, he just got old and, and became less effective. Uh, Bryce Harper, I, I, I listed it as his specific victim. But, uh, yeah, the guy was just kind of a shithead, so I, I think he belonged on here. Yeah, definitely. Um, cool. Well, I have one. I have another shithead uh, uh-huh. <laughs> that I can go with. And uh, this one's a little – it's a little on the nose, but um, it's, a, it's a throwback. And he, this guy was in the news recently. Uh, but I have Sean Rodriguez and the Gatorade jug. Oh yeah, that's a good one, Jeremy. Yeah. Um yeah, he he was boxing with a Gatorade jug after somebody struck him out, right? Uh yeah, after the uh it, um it was in the 2015 wildcard game against the uh Pirates. 
Um, uh, there was that like there was a base clearing incident with him in uh, Arietta, um, <clears throat> and he like they had to hold him back, and then he went in the dugout and just like boxed this like uh, Gatorade jug, and everyone like the world collectively let out a, a pitying laugh um, about it. But he was just hired. I'm I can't even find the damn story now. But he was just hired as like a hitting coordinator or something like by some team. Um, and I can't even. Yeah. I feel like that news like went away so quick. I don't know where it he, is now. He played in. Uh, he played in 2020 with the Marlins. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't play at all last year. Uh, and then uh, okay, now he's a hitting coordinator. Yeah, a uh, player development instructor by the Phillies. He was hired. This oh, was a story okay. from yesterday. I even forgot about it that quickly. But oh wow, okay. So this <clears throat> is this is very recent then. Yep. Yep. I don't all know right, what a player well. development instructor does, but. Um, no, it seems like he shouldn't be instructing them on anything. I don't know what he can instruct <laughs> them on. Um, yeah, yeah, hopefully not, uh, not like hair choices. I was gonna or say like, like how to like get a top knot or something. Like he had that like weird like <laughs> top knot like as a baseball player. But yeah, I don't know. What a weirdo. Um. All right. Very good. Uh. All right. I say I save the best. Uh. The best for last here. Nice. Um. But uh. Yeah. And uh, You know. This is going to be kind of a controversial opinion. But uh. I, I. I put Jeff Passan as the villain. Okay. Uh. And I put the truth. Uh. As as his tormentor. <laughs> uh. Now. You know. Now let me. Uh. Now let me expound on that. Did you hear about the whole thing where he like. He tried, like you know, said basically said that he influenced uh, a story or attempted to, and then and then like, he totally retracted what he said. Did you did you read that? Um, I don't think I think I missed that one. Okay, yeah. So he he went on a podcast, and uh, his exact quote was: "I looked at the offer the next morning, and I texted a few players, and I texted a few agents, and I said to all of them, are you really going to take this shit sandwich?'" Uh, <laughs> and he he said that on a podcast. Uh, I guess it was this guy named Pablo Torre. I've, I've never listened to it. Um, uh, and, and I guess I guess eventually it got edited out of the that podcast um, by ESPN. So ESPN like okay. they heard it and then they made they they edited out of whatever podcast it was set on. And then Passon went and said uh, on a podcast recently, I took the phrasing of a source and mistakenly did not make my make clear they were his words and not mine. ESPN and fans rightfully expect me to be objective, and my record shows I'm extremely committed to representing all sides <clears> of the story. So, uh, you know, he he said this thing, and like clearly he wasn't quoting a source. Like he was just he was, you know, I I, I think he you know probably did say that to people, um, and then he he tried to say, oh, you know, it was a source. I just forgot to say it was a source. Like you know, you can just say that you lied, dude. I mean, I think that hey, you know what? What whatever side you want to take, players, owners. Like Jeff Passan has been pretty smug in his uh, his defense or like his his taking the sides of the players. Um, and, you know, he works for ESPN, which is hardly uh, an objective news source, but he is supposed to be a reporter. Um, and, you know, he shouldn't be influencing a story one way or the other. Uh, so I think there was clearly some wrongdoing there on his part. I think he kind of had his foot in his mouth and he just tried to. Uh, you know, he. I, I think he was not being truthful with what he said. He should have just admitted his mistake. Uh, you know, it's under the, water under the bridge now, or it's all over, and people are probably just going to forget about it. But uh, you know, pretty pretty smug guy to to be tweeting out, uh, "Go to bed," you know, on on Tuesday night or whatever it was when there was no deal. It's like, yeah, okay, dude, like you're not, you know, 
you're not uh, you're not as awesome as you think you are. So there you go. That's my rant. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Jeff Passon's had some weird like like things um, in his like in the in recent years. I mean, he was just so like, and then he was hacked uh, on the day that the he was um, uh, the the deal was done. Um, but uh, yeah, I remember a couple years ago he like he tweeted um, like something about David. Ortiz in Boston and he said like um uh he's like so I think he was like maybe talking about David uh, Ortiz's like arms like his his guns and he said like yeah those are two uh IEDs uh you know planted in fir- firmly in Boston uh <laughs> and then he then like you know and I I saw it I remember I saw it and I was like Jesus like what the what is he thinking and then like you know it was deleted and then he apologized and I'm like, how do you, like, it makes me think like he did, the, he was trying to make some sort of joke, but he claimed like he had no, he didn't mm-hmm. realize the connection there between the Boston bombing and IEDs. Um, but, uh, Jesus. but yeah, so that was, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know too much. I don't really follow Jeff Passon super closely, but, um, uh, yeah, he's had a couple little things here or there, I guess. Yeah, and he just just had one more, so that was uh, that was the last one I had. So I say, well, I also had Carlos Correa and Ken Rosenthal. But, you know, that one's that one's a little too obvious. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. I'll I'll just do two quick hits really quick uh, to, to 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 get out of this. But um, I have uh, Mark Grace and women's rights. Oh yeah, that's a that's a good one. Talk about a guy who's not on board with that movement. Yeah, exactly. Um, to him, they're dingbats, I guess. Um, <laughs> and he'll say it five times in the same uh, interview. Uh, and then uh, the last one I have uh, is uh, elderly Snappers fan and the city of Chicago. Um, oh, refresh my memory again. Yeah. So when we were at the um, the Snappers game, the Beloit Snappers game uh, this past year. Um, they uh we were at the uh like information booth and there was like an old lady uh by us who had a did she have a university of wisconsin jacket or uh yeah yes she did i think it was yeah yeah university of wisconsin yeah and like and the the guy from the snappers said oh so where do you guys where are you guys visiting us from and we said chicago and and she and this woman was just like approaching the table the window at the same time as us and standing next to us and um when he said Chicago, she's like, "Oh, Chicago, boo, boo!" Right? Didn't she do go like "boo, boo"? Yep. Yeah, I think she did. I think she did. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, that, that's cl- it's classic Wisconsin, Jeremy. People from Wisconsin don't understand how uh, how you could possibly come from anywhere else but Wisconsin. Yeah, I guess so. And it's like, I mean, there's a lot of problems with Chicago, but there's also a lot of um, things that make it a world class city, and. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, I guess if you don't like that sort of thing, then uh, I guess boo it. But um, I think it's an asset, uh, personally. But but yeah. So all right. Well, we can we can uh, we can leave it at that then. I guess. Nice. Um, uh, uh, love it, Jeremy. Well, this this was a fun one, uh, and I think think we got a, a good idea for the our, our one next week too. But we'll see. Yeah, for sure. So um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be bringing that to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, the season is, is imminent. Uh, like I said, spring training games will be starting pretty soon. Um, and, uh, it's all very exciting and, uh, we'll, uh, we'll be bringing it to you, um, over these next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, feel free to check out our social media at rain delay pod on, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Um, we're doing a hashtag rain delay player of the day, 
uh, each day on on Twitter, where we we just retweet a, a different guy, his picture and uh, his baseball reference profile. Um, yeah, so check that out yeah, if there, you if you get a chance. There's been some good ones lately, Jack. I don't know if um, we take turns uh, doing these. Um, and uh, yeah, like uh, Glenn Allen Hill uh, mm-hmm. was a good one of recent note. Um, I I just love picking these guys that just like who the hell was this guy like? So I had like Danny Cox was just some guy who I found out was like British um, in the oh, wow. in this in the like you know course of my research. Uh, Atlee Hamaker, Jack, did you know Atlee Hamaker? No, I didn't. Yeah. Um, uh, I did know. I did know Mike Maxudian. Oh, did yeah. Okay, very nice. That was a good one. Yeah, that was, that was a, a real couple, good one. A couple weeks ago, I didn't know Greg Perkle, Jack. I that. Oh, Greg Perkle. Yeah, he famously he had like he had like eight home runs and fifty six at bats in nineteen ninety four. They gave him a Stratomatic card, and one of his columns was just homers. It what? was crazy. Yeah. So wow. like the, you know, if you would have played the dude over a full season, he would have hit about a hundred home runs. Nice. So, uh, yeah, so I, I just remembered that. That was, like, his only season in the bigs. But, yeah, I remembered him. Crazy. Um, yeah, that's oh, yeah. that's a good one. Jack, if, when you get a chance, go back to February 26th and Rafael Ramirez. That's a pretty good one. Ooh, uh, good, okay. Good picture okay. there. Um, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, so lots of good stuff there. And it's just um, Rain Delay Theater remembering a guy every day for this year. And, um, yeah, we're doing pretty good so far. We haven't missed a day yet. We're, we're doing good. And, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the plan is to bring that to you the rest of the year. All right, we'll see if we can do it. Um, okay, perfect. Uh, well, for Rain Delay Theater, I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll see you next time. Later. Later.